Even before the printing press was invented, libraries have been a place for people to go when seeking information. In the modern era, they have started to take on new meanings. Today we talked to Miss Masaccio about this change. From the Panther Eye, this is Roar. So I was wondering, um, how long have you been working at the library? Well, I've been working in libraries for over 30 years. Um, first, I worked in a hospital library mm -hmm. in a, in a, for a few years, and then I came to Sweet Home and was a school library, and I am a Sweet Home graduate, so I was very proud to come back here. How was it at your last job in the, at hospital? the hospital library? At the hospital, yeah. It was really good. It was very interesting, a good starting point. Um, we used to have um, students who were going to be doctors and nurses who used the library, and then a lot of times... Um, doctors would come running down in their scrubs, like in the middle of surgery or in the middle of working on somebody because yeah. they wanted to see like if there were drug interactions or if there was something they hadn't seen before, they would have to do some quick research. So, so um, what made you pursue this career? Well, I love books, but I love the information environment even more. Do you think in the 21st century books are starting to lose their meaning? I don't think books will ever lose their meaning. I think that you know, we have classics, things people want to read over and over again. And I really think that as long as people continue to write and want people to read what they write, we're going to have books. Yeah, I agree with you. I think books are very important. They are. Especially, it's a lot easier on the eyes when you're reading it. There, There's a ton of scientific evidence coming out now that reading print, black and white, um, is easier to read and easier to retain than a screen. It's also a tangible thing you can hold. You have it. You have a sense of, like... No, I'm owning this, I'm Ownership. reading this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How do you feel about books being digitalized? Does it take away some of the experience of reading a normal book? Well, we did talk about that, but when I when you say that I assume you're talking about ebooks and there's a whole yeah. my whole other feeling about ebooks. Um, it's a good way to read a book. If you're gonna, if you want to read and you know, this is what you have, it's great, you can take it with you, you can read anywhere, you can read on any device. Um, unfortunately what most people don't realize is that with ebooks, they make the publishing company a ton of money because yeah. publishing companies do not give up their rights on ebooks. When you buy a print book, say $20, $25, you own it. You can do what you want with it for libraries. When you buy an ebook, which is usually starting at twice as much as a regular print book, it usually is, yeah. you do not own it in libraries. We basically rent it and they pull it back, or we no longer own it after a certain number of loans out or a certain number of months. So if I buy a book from from an ebook company, suddenly after two after two years, I don't own that book anymore, even though I paid twice as much as a print book. So it's not fair. Yeah, because if you ever want to go back and reread it, you're gonna have to like repurchase it online. Right. It's it's just a waste of time and money. Right. Do you think libraries have taken on a new meaning, seeing how they're used as a public text centers? The role of the library has always been to meet the needs of the community. So the needs of the community change and evolve, so the role of the library has got to change and evolve. Um, here at the high school, we offer tech support because that's what the students need. Yeah, we all have the iPads. Yep, but we also help students fill out job and college applications. Um, we help them print papers for class and complete research projects. We prepare students for college, careers, and life. Yeah, I remember you guys had the, the college meeting here mm -hmm. in the library a little while ago. Yep. That was very informative. College budgets, right, yeah. right. So whatever the community needs, and that's not just school libraries, public libraries also. So wherever they're located, whatever the needs of the community are, that's what the library provides. So has there been a loss in respect for libraries, both in school and just like overall, just in like the community? Well, I think on the contrary. 
um, especially in these very uncertain times, people like to turn to trusted institutions like libraries yeah. for more reliable information resources. Um, school libraries c create a space for students to work together and explore new technologies. Yeah, I used to use a library all the time to do homework after school and stuff, mm -hmm. so I think it's a nice, quiet place to be quiet able to do place. work. Quiet place. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's very interactive. I mean, depending again, on the crowd. Yeah, but once again, meeting the needs. If you need a quiet place to study, we provide that. If you need a meeting space, we'll provide that. Has there been a decline in books being taken out in the last decade or so? Um, there was. When ebooks first came around, people stopped taking out books because it was a new novel idea. Yeah. Um, since then, actually, print has gone up and our circulation statistics have steadily gone up. So that's encouraging. Yeah, because it kind of went from a high, like, ebooks didn't exist and then they came into existence, someone mm -hmm. jumped on it and then right? it kind of. And now it's kind of leveled out. And, yeah. You know, they're they're probably pretty much even. Some years, um, ebooks are a little less than uh, print books, but pretty much even. Seeing how books are a very useful tool, how would you encourage students to use them uh, more instead of googling a topic? Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with googling a topic. Um, for more, it depends on what kind of information you need. Um, if we have information in books, I'll put, uh, you know have someone look in a book. Otherwise, Googling a topic is great um, as long as you have the skills necessary to recognize good information resources yeah. versus those that are outdated or biased or just untrue. Yeah, so you got to be careful with your sources with uh, Very careful. Stuff. That's the thing about books is when you use a reference book, you know it's been vetted. You know that there, it's, it's gone through a process where the information in there is pretty reliable, pretty true. When you Google something, you have to pay attention to where that information is coming from, and you do have to look for bias and Yeah, because anyone can edit them assuming they have access to it. Right. And a lot of these Google searches, they use the, the reference books. Mm -hmm. The source menu is basically just like a re-uploaded version of that. Right, that's online. true. So how has your job changed in the last couple of years? Um, well, with the amount of bad information floating around the Internet and social media, um, my job has pretty much become helping students be able to tell the difference between fact and fiction yeah. and of course iPads. <laughs> so do you ever help students if they're having like a social media issue or? Well it's not so much I help them, that sounds more like that student services yeah, having yeah. a social media issue but it's important to know and I tell friends and family all the time and my own kids when you're looking at things on social media 99% of the time it's not true so why yeah. pass it on? because it's not true. So you're just helping to spread false information. So it's important to kind of, before you send, before you do anything, take a look at it. Is it something that you really want to spread? And is it really true? This episode was made by Matthew Childerhorse, Rehan Saim, and Jacob Limburopoulos. Music by Verified Picasso.